Hey everybody, my name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm on Exchange. And we are the hosts of Sibling Rivalry. This is the podcast where two best friends gab, talk, smack, and have a lot of fun with our black queer selves. Yeah, for sure. And you know, we are family. So we uh, talk about everything, honey, from why we don't like hugs to Black Lives Matter <laughs> to interracial dating to other things. Right, Bob? Yes. And it gets messy and we are not afraid to be wrong. So please join us <laughs> over here at Sibling Rivalry, available anywhere you get your podcast. You can listen and subscribe for free. For free, honey. Hello, everyone. What is up? It's Savannah Brimer here from the true crime podcast, Killer Instinct. If you have a true crime obsession like me, Killer Instinct is the podcast for you. Join me every week as we dive into the wildest, most twisted true crime cases. Anything and everything from unsolved, solved, cold cases, missing persons cases, and serial killer cases. Each case will leave your head spinning. And with that being said, I also wanted to get you guys prepared for Halloween. Halloween is the only time a year where we give you five back-to-back true crime Halloween-inspired cases every day from October 24th to October 28th. These are cases you are not going to want to miss. So make sure you pause what you're listening to right now, head over and subscribe. That way you never miss an episode. We post every Wednesday and I can't wait to see you there. Okay, I can't do it. <laughs> it yeah. really kills me. Guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, you're never going to hear the first version of this podcast because my recorder decided to die halfway through this the podcast. This is the second version <laughs> of this exact podcast. We're recording it moments after discovering that the last one didn't record. <laughs> Oh, um, woo, 2022. And then on yeah. top of it, Josh and I uh-huh. are apart because I've been feeling under the weather. So yeah. pandemic so part three, it might be a yeah. cold. It might be the Rona. We don't know. I'm waiting for test results, uh, but we'll see. 22 is really kicking us while we're down, man. <laughs> it's, I mean, we're starting off strong. If you see me looking we'll down see. at the ground a lot, it's because I'm watching the recorder. I'm literally like <laughs> making sure that recorder. thing doesn't turn off. I yeah. got mine right here on my desk. I, I'll make sure that the audio is going. Yeah, it's another thing. We have to watch the timer on our cameras. <laughs> it's a mess. This whole thing is. <laughs> it's not good. But you know, ASMR. That's what ASMR. We're about today. That's that's ASMR. the topic for today. Enough with our life problems. Let's talk about ASMR. <laughs> yeah, who cares about us? ASMR. I am not an ASMR person. Are you? I am not either. I have never been a fan of ASMR. Um, it certainly does not relax me. Um, yeah, I, I do not like it. I've never enjoyed listening to it. You know, if that's your thing, more power to you. But it's not my thing. Can't it do is it. not my thing either. Um, so ASMR, autonomous sensory meridian response 
There it is. A S M R. Y'all, we struggled through that, but we got through it. <laughs> we got it. Yeah, we got there in the end. So to understand ASMR, I feel like we need to go back to like where it began. All the way back to 2009. This 2009. is when ASMR started. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? All right. That's nuts. Picture this. Someone posted this or you posted this, Josh. Josh did not post this, but someone posted this on a message board. I get the sensation sometimes. There's no real trigger for it. It just happens randomly. It's been happening since I was a kid and now I'm 21. Some examples of what it seems has caused it to happen before are as a child while watching puppet shows and when I began reading stories as a teenager when a classmate did me a favor and when a friend drew on the palm of my hand with markers. Sometimes it happens for no reason at all and I can tell though I'll just be sitting doing whatever and it happens. It's like in my head and all over my body. If I get an itch when I'm experiencing the sensation, I won't scratch it because the itch helps intensify it. I also like to trace my fingers along my skin because it feels good when experiencing the sensation. Sometimes my eyes will water. When the sensation is over, I will sometimes feel nauseous, but it's not that bad. It's just a slight hint of nausea. What is it? I'm not complaining because I love it, but I'm just wondering what it might be. Help. <laughs> the help at the end. Was... The help at the end. Guys, this was help. actually posted on a message board in 2009. Yeah. Like this so is when someone. So that was the word for word? Post. Word for word. The best that I could read it, honestly, because, you know, I struggle with reading apparently. But also it's not my verbiage of how I would write something. So, you know. Long post. There's that. For sure. Very long. Very long board. But many yeah. others started to identify with this and they had similar experiences. So I think okay. it's worth something that kind of like brings out the awareness of it where other people were like, oh, me too. Oh, yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah. So then in 2010, Jennifer Allen, who experiences tingles from ASMR, officially named it Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response or ASMR. I've heard ASMR. Have you, You've heard ASMR too, right, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so for everyone listening right now, we're going to all listen to the same ASMR thing. And I want you guys to remember like how you feel. You know, like, do you get the tingles? Do you get chills? Do you hate it? Like, remember that response that you have to this ASMR. Take a listen. Mm. That's, I do not like that. Nope. <laughs> it is not for me. That is not it. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. It gives me chills. Yeah. I definitely do not have, you know, we'll talk all about what it does for people, for some mm -hmm. people, but man, it does not, you know, relax me or anything. I do not enjoy it. Don't get no. the tingles. If you do get the tingles, please in the comments, let us know. Because we want to know what it's like. Because neither one of us have it, so we can't describe it. So please, like, let us know what, like, this experience is like. Because we're both very yeah. intrigued by it. Yes. I would love to hear, like, a firsthand account of, like, this is how it feels. This is the tingles. This is whatever. Yeah. Let us know. Now, in 2021, ASMR is one of the top five keywords searched in YouTube, in the U.S., and in the world. That's crazy. Top five. To me, that's just insane. For something to be top five in the world, 
on that's YouTube. crazy i mean that shows you just how big it actually is yeah seriously though yeah i mean it's crazy that it came you know 2009 you got this person posting on a message board saying like hey what is this thing to fast forward to 2021 and it's the top one of the top five keywords searched like it's crazy that's really cool okay so let's talk about what's happening in the brain with asmr because this is really interesting so in 2018, psychologist Craig Richard conducted a study on ASMR. He had patients watch videos that triggered ASMR while they were having an MRI scan done of their brain. And they were told to press a button when they felt especially relaxed or had the tingles. And the MRI machine showed that the ASMR lights up the same areas of the brain that process social behavior, emotional arousal, and rewards. That's pretty okay. interesting. Yeah, that's super interesting. Whatever this is, is triggering like that same social behavior response. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. I think what's really cool is the like emotional piece of the brain that's waking up. And we're going to dig in deeper to what the linkage between ASMR and the social behavior and emotional arousal is later because it might actually come from a very like primitive instinct that we have when we're babies, which is really interesting. But there was activity also in the medial prefrontal cortex, which is associated with social bonds. And that actually really makes sense because a lot of ASMR is related to slow movements and gentle touch. So this yeah. all kind of like makes sense. So it's these very nurturing social interactions like gentle talking, no threatening movements, gentle touching. Um, that's yeah. basically all related to ASMR and the brain function. It makes sense that people, I, you know, like I think we talk about it a little later um, because we already did this podcast uh, that <laughs> like people use, yeah, we use it to sleep. And so that makes sense that it's just this gentle, you know, nothing threatening, no loud noises. Yeah. I think what's cool is there's like different types of ASMR. Like there's tiny food ASMR and then there's different ASMR that's like touching things and crinkling bags or people doing certain things. Uh, so it's really yeah. interesting how many varieties there are. Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash hiring day. That's Amazon.com slash hiring day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. We're not going to go off on it again, but I have to shout this out in the last version of this podcast. <laughs> uh, I didn't know what tiny food pot or ASMR was. And then we went on a tangent watching videos of people making tiny food for a hamster because I thought that's hamster. what it was. Yeah. <laughs> so just we won't we weren't we kind of got deep in it. We won't do that this time. No, nope. uh, but you know. If you're into that kind of thing, YouTube hamsters, tiny food, because there's some good content out there. There's some really good content. And yeah. hamster mazes. Those are really good, too. Yeah. Yeah. Those are cool. 
high doesn't have highly anything to do with ASMR, content. But... No, none. But like, yeah. if you're looking for something to make your endorphins flow, yeah, that's sure. it. <laughs> Some good stuff. So, so current studies show that ASMR may help people when they are super stressed or have insomnia. And so, in 2015, the first research was done by two psychology researchers at the university in Wales, and uh-huh. they did a study of 475 people who experienced tingles. And they say they watch ASMR to relieve stress and to get better sleep. They also found that people who experience chronic pain said that ASMR relieves some of their symptoms, which I think is so interesting. Yeah, that's so cool. Like, I'm sure I would assume that that is, you know, it's their brain. Instead of focusing on the pain, they focus on the ASMR, whatever it is, if it's a sound or, you know, I guess it's all sound. Or touch. Uh, what is it? You know, like yeah, some, it of them, a- some of it is like touch. Some of it is sound. Some of it is, yeah. I don't know, whatever you want it to be. It's the brain like taking its mind, taking, <laughs> you know, taking your mind off of the pain and focusing on something else. So yeah. then you don't necessarily feel that pain. That's really I interesting. I think it has to do with firing off a different portion of the brain. Like that you're overstimulating sense. it to a degree, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. (laughs) It's really, really cool. And I think it's interesting that people use it for stress and insomnia. I -hmm. when I think of ASMR or like what I would use if I had insomnia, thank God I don't because I'm already a workaholic. I don't know what would happen (laughs) if I had insomnia. I I think I would just work myself to absolute death. We've talked about white noise and Mm -hmm. how that helps and like you use white noise. I use ocean sounds. Yeah, that's like what we use to fall asleep at night. Yeah, I love white noise. I The ocean sounds I don't think would do the same thing. Like, I love white noise because it raises the noise floor in your space so yeah. that, because um, I'm a very light sleeper. And so, you know, I used to not sleep with anything, didn't have any white noise. And, you know, if I had like a loud neighbor that drives their truck past or, you know, whatever, it's really easy to hear. But when you have Mm -hmm. white noise going, it raises that noise floor. So it's not as easy to hear. That sound does not just jump out of nowhere, like dead silent room. And all of a sudden this big loud sound. Um, And so, yeah, I love that. It it helps me sleep, um, helps my wife sleep. So that's so cool. Yeah, I can't I can't stand white noise for some reason. Um, really it it irritates me I don't know if it's because I'm like ADHD and so my brain already feels fuzzy but white noise makes my brain feel even more fuzzy it makes me feel like I can't think for some reason I don't know why I just feel like I can't like process or think when I have white noise but ocean sounds I don't know if it's because of the frequency of like the way the waves crash in and out but whenever I'm listening to that and I fall asleep like I just hear like I feel like my body like moves in and out of sleep with the waves and then like crashes into like a deep sleep. I don't know. It makes no sense. If you experience it like and know what I'm talking about, let me know that I'm not alone. It might just be me, (laughs) but like it's Uh, You you need to get in an MRI machine and just see what the brain brain, like waveform is doing. Seriously, that would be super interesting. Maybe it'll look like a wave too. So something else that's related to ASMR, uh, a psychology professor at the University of Winnipeg, go Canada, named Stephen Smith. (laughs) He believes that ASMR is similar to synesthesia. 
It's a neurological condition where people see numbers and colors and taste shape. I love this. Have you heard of this before? I had never heard of this except for when we recorded this podcast briefly right before. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, before that, I had never heard of this. And it is so interesting. Like, I think I want to do like a no, its own episode in the future or something. Yes, um, I really believe it deserves its own thing. It's really, really cool. So in synesthesia, yeah. synesthesia. Uh, there is an improper wiring in the brain that leads to different sensory associations. If you have this, I mean, you don't have to out yourself. Like maybe you can send us a DM if you're okay, like chatting about it. Yeah, I would or love whatever. To hear Leave it. a comment. I would love to hear more about this. Uh, mm -hmm. It is fascinating. It is truly a special thing i feel like to be mm. able to have this different sensory association i just think it's yeah. really unique and cool that's and like people when they hear music they can like see it oh yeah that's true yeah yeah i would love to hear about that and yeah like i said i think in the future we should talk more about it um, absolutely i completely agree it's really unique yeah so um, they think a similar thing is going on here with asmr yeah, so it's kind of a, a similar uh, improper wiring in the brain. With ASMR, you know, I don't know, and maybe even with synesthesia, man, that word, you know, is it improper? That kind of gives it like a negative connotation. Right. Um, maybe you know, it is ASMR, proper. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like helping people out. It's relieving their stress and making them help them sleep. Um, so it's like that might be like a proper wiring for those people. And the next homie we have to talk about is Craig Richard. He is a biopharmaceutical mm -hmm. science professor who runs ASMR University. They have their own university. What do you think their mascot is? Do they have a mascot? Noise waves. Yeah, maybe like an ear. <laughs> Just like a maybe, disembodied yeah. one ear. Maybe a brain. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. A brain would yeah. be cool. Everyone's got one of those. <laughs> yeah. Anyone can be a part of that. They, they all relate. Well, he asked his participants in a study how they prefer to experience ASMR. And the most common answer was not listening. And it was not a type of sensory like thing where you see something and it's satisfying. It was actually being touched lightly with your eyes closed. Really? Yes. Oh, no. That is not, not for like me. That. Not that for me. That is not for me. That is not for me. That's uh -uh. really, in that's the most common. Wow. Okay. The most common. Like huh. could not be me. But yes, it was light touches with your eyes being closed, <laughs> which I think is fascinating. So it's like all about the mother's right. touch, the coddling, the stroking, the hands-on feeling that you get as a baby. So they think that's where some of the ASMR relationship like comes yeah. from. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So it, 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 uh, yeah, it comes. But still couldn't be me wanting light touches with my mm -hmm. eyes closed. Could not be me. Could not. Yeah. It's not me. I was not a baby that enjoyed that to nope. develop that <laughs> relation. Um, not, yeah. I don't know about you, but like sometimes my mom will stroke me like this if I'm like laying on the couch. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. My wife w did that to me a while ago. And she was like, does it make you feel sleepy? Does that, you know, does it make you fall asleep? Get your hands I, of off course, of me. Like, <laughs> you know, don't touch me. Yeah, I only yeah. let my mom do it. No one else has done that. Um, but does uh, it make you feel I think I have sleepy? to be in the right mindset to be sleepy. At, at that point, is it, 
like if you're in the right mindset is that actually making you I think I'm already you relaxed already relaxed so it's just like an added relaxing thing yeah. you know I realized that our listeners that are listening to this on the podcast have no idea what I was doing <laughs> Um, oh, I was true. stroking my nose up to my forehead. So like you start at the tip of your nose and you just like lightly pet yourself yeah. up to your forehead. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Like, yeah, up, up your nose through the space between your eyebrows. To your just forehead. Like slowly. Yeah. And gently pet yourself. That's all there is on ASMR. There's a lot of research in it because I mean, it is one of the most looked up things currently on youtube top five keywords mm -hmm. so if you've got a youtube yeah. channel that's asmr you're doing good yeah that's all on like the positives of asmr <laughs> um but real quick we'll talk about you and i and the people that hate asmr the people um, that get and what the bleh, what that uncomfy. is comfy yeah this is a little information about you if that's you <laughs> which um, is josh so and yeah. i so welcome to the club that is us this yeah this is us <laughs> So some people feel stressed, anxious, and even angry when they listen to ASMR. Um, hmm. I don't know if I would go as far to say that it makes me feel angry. Maybe I feel like certain annoyed. types could make me feel angry. Yeah, I think annoyed is more like it. Yeah, yeah. It might just be like it's a little grating on the ears. And so yeah. I just feel a little annoyed. I don't know. These reactions to ASMR is another thing called mesophonia. I have heard of this before huh. from other science podcasts that I listened to where they had like listeners write into them and say, you know, hey, I've got this thing, mesophonia. Mm -hmm. um, can you stop like smacking your gums so oh loud my gosh. in the podcast? Um, because those kind of things, like the sounds of chewing um, and whispering, and obviously, like, chewing any kind of mouth sounds um, can trigger a fight-or-flight response in a person that has mesophonia. Um, so that is, like, the opposite. It's so funny you bring that up because you remember our last podcast? I think it was going into – it was a science podcast of 2022. I think I mm -hmm. left a comment on Frame. Is this app that we use to preview all of our everything before it goes live. And I yeah, yeah. messaged one of our editors and I was like, hey, can you go through and just take out all of my sniffling? Because it drove oh, yeah. me crazy. I was like, it's the only thing I could focus on. And here was yeah. the sniffling. I was like, you have got to take it out because it's going to drive someone crazy. Uh, and sure. then like they went through and took it out. But it was, I mean, it drove me crazy. So I can only imagine someone that has misophonia, how it would make them feel. Oh, yeah, I bet massive podcasts they really like polish up those edits but just like your everyday podcast i mean i'm sure a person with misophonia probably finds it very hard to listen to because there's a lot of just like you know mouse smacking whatever sounds ambient uh, when noises somebody's talking. <laughs> uh, misophonia may mm -hmm. be genetic so you oh. might get it passed on through genes um and so it's basically the opposite of ASMR where, you know, people that have ASMR feel those nice tingles. Yeah. People with misophonia will experience chills and they might even see something creepy, like, a you know, visualization of a creepy thing. Weird. Um, while having chills and stress and anxiety. Um, so it's, yeah, it's like the exact opposite of ASMR. Yeah. Chilling out, relaxing. That's so crazy. People that hate ASMR 
potentially that could come from some sort of childhood trauma. Interesting. Um, you know, I I don't have anything in my life that I'm like, oh yeah, that's the one right there that did it for me. That's I hate the ASMR. trauma. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, it was a July 3rd. It was a Friday. I had, the, you know, no, there's nothing like that. Um, but who knows? Maybe, maybe there was something about my childhood not like ASMR. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think I have any childhood trauma. I don't think I have any childhood trauma either. Uh, the only thing I can yeah. think of is my dad on car trips and road trips. If we were having a snack in the back seat and we were like crunching on chips, it drove him crazy. He hated oh. that sound, like that crunching sound. I don't know if he was yeah. he had misophonia or yeah. um, if he was just like jealous that he didn't have a snack too on the road trip but <laughs> he just, just like some chips he just wanted a snack man that's all he wanted he yeah. just would be included but yeah, yeah that's the only thing like i can i can think of is when we we weren't allowed to crunch very hard on chips we had to chew very quietly because he couldn't stand the sound of the crunching i mean that right there sounds you know depending on how uh often that happened that's that could be a defining it could be the defining uh, thing to asmr sound yeah right there that could be it probably not but i feel like that might could be <laughs> probably not but you know we'll say it is shot in the dark see if it is or yeah. not well mm. we learned a lot about the top five one of the top five words uh searched on youtube like that's the thing you know when we do all this research and we're like reading about it talking about it in my head i would like relate like it it sounds like it's something probably I assume more like synesthesia where like I, I don't assume that that's a common thing. There's probably not that many people that have synesthesia. Yeah. And, you know, we're talking about them together. So I'm like, oh, OK, obviously ASMR, it's this like uncommon thing. You know, a few people have this. Yeah. But no, it is the top one of the top five searched things on YouTube. Top five. Um, That's crazy. And so it's obviously massive and there's so many people that enjoy it at least you know that are seeking it out on youtube it's a really interesting thing i honestly i wish it was for me because <laughs> you know there's there's so much content out there i would i it would be great but. i feel like i'm missing out honestly that i like it drives me crazy same. but like i feel like yeah, it's such a big thing same. i'm like dang am i missing out if you are into it props to you if you're not if you're like josh yeah. and I, you aren't maybe another day <laughs> yeah we'll find something you know hopefully there's something out there for us to be into i don't know but mm -hmm. yeah if you are into asmr um or you're not or you want to just tell us about something relating to asmr or anything we talked about today um leave a comment if you're watching on youtube if you're not watching on youtube uh head over to our instagram at random theory podcast and send us a dm let us know and speaking of dms <laughs> we want to do something new. We want to start something new, which Grace will talk about. Woohoo! Welcome to the <laughs> random fact of the week. Uh, we talked random about fact. doing this. Isn't this so fun? We talked about doing this. We wanted to incorporate the community into the podcast somehow. And this is it. So each week we are going to pick one of our DMs um, that has a random fact in it that you guys have sent us because we are learning literally right alongside you. So we know you have a lot of interesting facts to share with the world and we want to put them on a stage where so many more people can hear them and you can educate people. So 
Ipsong sent us an Instagram DM. Um, and I was just like, holy smokies, this is crazy. Um, bears yeah. don't go through muscle atrophy during hibernation. That's nuts. That's crazy. Okay, so they go through a little bit, but not nearly as much as humans. Mm-hmm. So contrary to humans and mice, bears lose far less muscle mass and strength during hibernation. A period of five to seven months of restricted caloric intake and immobilization is sufficient to cause almost twice as much muscle loss in bedridden or malnourished humans. That's crazy. Crazy. I had no idea. I didn't. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Now that I hear that, I'm like, well, obviously, otherwise they wouldn't hibernate because they would come out of the cave they're sleeping in <laughs> as like a frail skeleton right so they their bodies basically are programmed to use all the fat first and then use the muscle which our human bodies are programmed to do the same thing but experiments have revealed proteins that strongly influence a bear's amino acid metabolism during hibernation the research report resulted in a higher level of a certain non-essential amino acid neaas within the bear's muscle cells so basically we have like our amino acids i think we have do we have four how many amino acids do we have i was wrong <laughs> is it more than four yeah 20 amino acids make up the proteins found in the human body. But there's been That's 500 identified in nature. I don't know what I was thinking of. Oh, I was thinking of our DNA. The A and the T and the C and the G. I was thinking about okay. our DNA code. Sorry, people listening. Um, ignore me. So there's 20 amino acids that make up the proteins found in the human body. But these bears have a non-essential amino acid that um, allows them to basically have muscle cells that aren't eaten up during hibernation it is really cool because also in my research i found that if a human was sitting in a bed for five to seven months we would have blood clots major major muscle loss um and we would experience just just not good symptoms you're not supposed to be sitting still as a human so yeah it's really bad to be bedridden speaking of that just okay this just popped in my head I don't know if you've seen this because you don't watch movies. This was a massive plot hole in a very classic movie. Uh, have you ever seen the original uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie? Yeah, all the old people in the bed. Those old people were like bedridden. And then Charlie comes home with his golden ticket. And then uh -huh. his grandpa gets up and does like a musical number and dances yeah. around the room. And it's like, no, he was bedridden for he months. Was, he, would, he was literally bedridden. He would, yeah, he would be like falling apart and have, um, you know, blood clots and all that. So Yeah. Crazy. Sorry. Massive plot hole. Mm. Major, major plot <laughs> hole. But guys, um, if you have a random fact that you want to share with us, make sure you send it over on our Instagram at Random Theory Podcast. Uh, we would love to see it. And also, if you're listening to this on Apple Pods or if you're watching this on YouTube, please go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, rating. It would mean the world to us because that is how you're going to boost us and help us be a top 100 podcast every single week. And we cannot do that without you guys. And we appreciate it more than you know. If you're on YouTube and you really enjoy the podcast, please jump over to Apple Podcasts and leave that rating and review. You guys are the best. Um, stay healthy, stay safe, uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. I'm going to go Bye, blow my everyone. nose. We'll see you next week. Bye. Yeah, go blow your nose, man. At Kroger, we work with local farms right in our own backyard to bring you food that's fresher than fresh. From homegrown watermelon that makes your mouth water to crisp corn picked right around the corner. Come pick out some yourself. Because shopping for local produce should be as easy as shopping at your local Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You can save an extra $10 when you spend 40 or more on a great selection of participating items. Just look for the signs and save at Kroger. Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash hiring day. That's Amazon.com slash hiring day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.